welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is January the 23rd, and we're back with another Words of Grace podcast. Hello, Scott. Hello, Justin. How are you doing today, sir? Today is Monday, and it's sunny. I know. It was not sunny yesterday. I know. It was (laughs) rainy and (laughs) and cloudy, but what a wonderful time at church yesterday, even though it was rainy. I know. Rain's yeah. good. Why are we down in the rain? Well, sometimes it makes you feel a little low when it's cloudy. It can cloudy. do that. It can do that. But, you know, again, if you think about it, yeah. without it, we wouldn't we wouldn't survive. That's right. Well, I thought it was neat because, you know, here it was raining and kind of down, but just the music yesterday, the message yesterday, and then I had my community group on Sunday night. And it was yeah. just... It was just great discussing the word with people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being at church and praying with people and oh, it was such a good day. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful and yeah. good to be good to be here today with you. Yeah, absolutely. So we are in the book of First Peter. <clears throat> this is our second sermon uh, from First Peter. So give us a little bit of recap from uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, yesterday we, you know, the first Sunday we only made it through two verses. So yesterday we were in the third verse. And uh, the Apostle Peter is giving a, a blessing. He's giving a word of praise to God. And uh, so it's, it's still in what we would call the introduction of, of the letter. Um, and it's just beautiful. If you stop and think, I'll kind of interrupt myself here to say, uh, I mentioned it on Sunday, but the, the first real like direct command mm-hmm. in Peter doesn't come until verse 13 of yeah. the first chapter, which is not uncommon for New Testament books. Yeah, but you look at like New Galatians, Testament letters, he gets I mean. into it quick. Right? Yeah, but but New, New Testament letters sometimes give you a lot of a lot of lead up mm-hmm. to before they start giving you the imperatives of, of of what to do, and that's the way it is here. You got twelve verses of lead up, and so Peter's leading up to telling these people to to be sober minded uh, and and uh, prepare their minds for action, and so the, the lead up is in the way I see it, the way I was seeing it Sunday is. He's blessing God for his great mercy. And then he's giving us these beautiful mercies of the mercy of being born again to a living hope, the mercy of being uh, born again to an inheritance mm-hmm. uh, that is um, imperishable and uh, does not fade and does not decay. And then he's, then he's leading us up to um, the God, God's mercy keeps us, guards our inheritance for us and keeps us for our inheritance. So he's, all, he's leading up with all these mercies. And it's like he's saying, he's like he's saying, set your mind on these mercies. Mm-hmm. In other words, praise God for His mercy mm-hmm. and and the bundle, the the mercy bundle that comes with His mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, the mercies that come with it. Uh, and, and then he'll say, now prepare your mind for action. Right. So what I was trying to do yesterday was was un unpack, we say, uncover, bring out from the from the passage from the text the mercies of God that Peter is giving praise to God for, that he's blessing God for, as a way to fix our minds there as he's moving us then into the reality of our trials mm-hmm. and testings and the need to prepare our minds for these things and for action. So that's yeah. what we did yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, one of the, the my favorite things was the very introduction of your sermon because you painted a picture of what, could have been most likely happening in the congregation with the the idea of we talked about it last week on the podcast mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. but 
got all these believers and, but you kind of started talking a lot about the tension mm-hmm. that probably was there. And then here's this letter mm-hmm. that's being read among them. Just you can think of how important that moment was to receive a word from Peter yeah. uh, about where they were currently yeah. in life. Well, I, yes, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad that was helpful. Um, and the reason that's been on my mind a lot um, is because that's one of the things, one of the great benefits of church life, of congregational life, of gathering together on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, um, is that we, we that's a place where we can come with all of our all of the tension that we face as living like sojourners. Yeah. And it's if we don't feel any tension of living as sojourners in this world, it you have to ask the question, why? Well, like what's going on if you don't feel any tension? For yeah. instance, if you're a sojourner in this world, meaning you belong to heaven, you're a citizen of heaven, you're living by the the commands and the standards and the the word of God, the will of God in the kingdom of God. If if you're living there, yeah. Or your citizenship is there, but then you're living here, and there's so much here that is contrary to that, and you don't feel any tension. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're living here and you've got the, your own struggles of the flesh, you know you, the old person, the old man, we say mm-hmm. that we call it, that is, is dead, has been crucified with Christ, but in this in between stage until the until the return of Christ, until we meet Christ, he still wants to come right. back to life. It, and yet God's commanding us to walk by the Spirit. If we don't feel any tension there, right. we have to ask why. Are we not yeah. fighting the temptation enough? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, and I think even in the description, as you kind of began to explain a little bit about this tension, in my mind I kept saying, wow, doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds like today. <laughs> yeah. So, so, the, so, the, so church ought to be a place where we enter, mm-hmm. acknowledge the tension, don't run from church because we feel the tension. The tension is not doesn't say you're doing anything bad. It says you're doing anything right. You're living faithfully. And it ought to be a place we come and hear a word. We yeah. hear a word from God about these things. Right. And again, not from the preacher, not from me. Right. From God's word. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been thinking a lot about that as we've been talking about First Peter. And so just that idea of what would it have been like for these people to hear the letter read right. for the first time in their world, in their tension. Yeah. And it's really similar to us. Yeah. I'm going to say that somebody yesterday, let's hope and pray that somebody was at Grace Community Church yesterday who's never heard First Peter. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. That, we're, that we are an, a, a church that has people, new believers, and that we're reaching people that way, inviting people in and discipling people. So that it was, it was like it was almost as fresh as the first century believer who says, "Oh, a letter's coming from the apostle." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So here's the question that mm-hmm. I want to ask for our podcast today: is I want to ask, what? Um, how do I say this? So you kind of have this context, right, mm-hmm. of people who are in suffering and trials and tribulation, mm-hmm. but yet Peter starts off with this exaltation of God and this praise and. So what would you say would be, why is that so important to start there? Like, why, why would you start there for people that are suffering? Well, f- well first, um, I, I would think that, I would say that we want to start with, with praising God for his mercy as Peter did. That's how he yeah. started the letter. Yeah. 
for the reasons that that he did because okay. see he's he starts the letter with blessed be the god and father of our lord and savior jesus christ our lord jesus christ and then he says according to his great mercy and he outlines these mercies and then he says in this you rejoice even though now for a little while it's necessary that you that you go through these various trials and the testing of your faith hmm. So what he's doing is is he is giving us these this great theological truth. So I'd say the first reason to praise mm-hmm. God in our suffering and in our trials and in our testings of faith is theological. Okay. We need to understand the truth that God is sovereign, that God is merciful, mm-hmm. that God is in control, that God has us, he will keep us. We are born again by his mercy. He has an inheritance waiting for us. He will guard the inheritance. He will guard us for it. He will get us all the way home. So we need these theological uh, uh, foundations to keep us uh, joyful and moving forward in our, in our trials and tribulations. Okay. So it's, it's just very important. You know, we are Christians, <clears throat> and we have the Bible. And so when we go through life, we should go through life with theological truth, mm-hmm. with truth about God, um, uh, real statements of truth that we can rest our hope and our faith on and we can find joy in. Yeah. So the first reason is theological. And I think that would be helpful, Scott, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think in times of trials and suffering, it's easy to maybe begin to define God in ways that are not biblically accurate because of the pain or because of what you're going through. And so kind of kind of recalibrating our mind back on, okay, here's who God really is. Justin, that's excellent. That's yeah. an excellent insight. Of course, yeah. yes. Yes, I can definitely see that mm-hmm. in times of, of, of emotional, mental stress and struggle of trials and temptations, our view of God is can be skewed. It can yeah. be off. We have misperceptions. Yeah. And so, so once again, theologically, we need to remember exactly who God is in those times. Yeah. And that takes that discipline of, of drawing our thoughts of God from God's own word. Yeah. Like first Peter one. Right. Absolutely. So theologically, okay. um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, I'm going to use a word too. Uh, I think there is a psychological benefit okay. in beginning with praise, remembering praise, remembering God's mercy, blessing God in, in our trials. And I think that's because uh, I say psychological, but just because mentally and emotionally, when we're going through difficult times, it's very easy and understandable in our in our human nature to think of ourselves mm. and to think only of ourselves. Kind of to look inward a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And stay there. And then to start to get to do what we call live in our own head. Mm. And uh, it's a it's we get trapped. It's a it's a cycle. It becomes very um, self focused, but also self defeating. Hmm. And we need psychologically to just shift our thinking to something beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. So theologically, we want to think properly about God. Psychologically, we want to be thinking about God. We, right. we want to come out of ourselves enough to to think of something beyond ourselves. God and other people and and God's purpose and so it's just it's helpful to us on an emotional and psychological yeah. um, level. I read read this morning. You and I and a handful of others have been talking about Elizabeth Elliot a lot lately. Mm-hmm. You're reading a biography, I mm-hmm. believe, yeah. a new biography about her. 
Um, I'm reading a, a devotional kind of a book that she compiled years ago called Keep a Quiet Heart. Um, so a lot of our conversations about that. But this morning I was reading something that she said uh, in one of the, one of the uh, uh, entries. Her father was going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. He was an editor of a, of a yeah. Christian paper, uh, mm-hmm. some kind of a journal, and something, she didn't go into detail, but something was going wrong, something, you know, he was frustrated with something, and he was having a big challenge. And so he was, a friend of his wrote him a letter and was giving him some advice about this hard season he was in. And among the many things that he said to him, one of them was, he, he said, be careful that you don't live in too much introspection, hmm. uh, you know, self, self-examination, self-thought. Um, he said, for every, because the devil can use that. Yeah. He said, for every one thought of yourself, hmm. have 10 thoughts of Christ. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, that's really, that's really an interesting piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This morning I was out on my walk, <clears throat> and I was reflecting on what I just read, and I thought, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have 10 thoughts of Christ. I'm gonna, I counted them. I'm going to have 10 concrete, uh, real, true biblical thoughts of Christ mm-hmm. and something about him. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just counted them and I said 10 things out loud. Now, again, it's not magic. Yeah. And I wasn't even necessarily in a funk this morning. Right. I am some mornings, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't even necessarily in a funk this morning. Right. I just thought that was a great piece of advice, whether yeah. I'm, whether I'm having self doubt or not. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, I, I could just see the wisdom on a, just an emotional, mental yeah. level to come out of myself mm-hmm. and to put my thoughts on Christ. So there's a mm-hmm. theological, a spiritual, uh, a psychological, emotional benefit from keeping praise to God and His and and folk, blessing Him for His mercies at the at the beginning and in the middle and at the end and all around our suffering and our trials. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cause I'm, when I hear you talk about why it's helpful, you can kind of see the danger flip side what we, in it is that what I'm hearing you say is that in times of trial and tribulation and tension, we can easily begin to think wrongly about who God is mm-hmm. and we can begin to think too much of ourself. Mm-hmm. And so praising God helps us correct that and yeah. to think rightly about him yeah. and to get the focus off of us and yeah. onto him. And we know, I have to throw this in before we close, we, we know everything can, be, can go to an imbalance. Right. And I've been around a lot of people who the moment you start to unburden your soul and be honest, they almost can't take it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 just start praising God and just start, and they just run off into this area that almost sounds more like denial. Right. It almost it almost sounds like they're just afraid of honesty. Yeah. And so they have to run to this hyped up sense of things that never looks at the reality of suffering. Yeah. That is not what we're talking about. Right. That's good. So That's we're going to get onto that Sunday. We start moving into suffering and Peter has a lot about suffering and we're going to take an honest look at it. Yeah. And we're going to admit it and we're not going to cover it up and we're not going to hide it. We're not going to run from it. Mm-hmm. So isn't isn't there some balance there? Yes. You know, where we say, yes, we're going to be honest in it, but we're also going to do our best by God's grace to keep ourselves theologically grounded. Yeah. And in a healthy space by uh, place by keeping him at the forefront of our thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, that our minds will be stayed upon him and he will keep us in perfect peace. Yeah.
Well, great. Well, great sermon on Sunday. Would encourage people to listen to if they haven't already. And we'll be back in First Peter chapter one on Sunday. That's right. Thanks. All right. 